Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. First, thank sponsors, Topps Panini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. This is another Keating question episode where John Keating had sent in some questions and I started asking him. Some are serious and some are not so serious, but hopefully you'll find some good uh, sports card insights and uh, be sure to check out John's podcast of that uh, 70s card show. Thanks, everybody. And here is the interview. Do you feel like the hobby is in the midst of an identity crisis? The reason I say that is it's always been a hobby that prides itself on not having oversight or regulation, but it seems like oftentimes we're screaming for regulation and oversight. eBay is a good example with their deal with CSG and whatnot. Do you think that there's a bit of an identity crisis in the hobby? Okay. Some psychobabble. I'll hit you with a little bit. Uh, I'm just (laughs) thinking, is the hobby or hobbyists, are they schizophrenic? Schizophrenic is a break with reality. Okay. So I don't think we're schizophrenic. Okay. Our hobbyists, uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive. Some might be, I think there's a real drivenness to complete. I've said, I'm not obsessive. I'm not thinking about it all the time, but I am compulsive. I say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, is the hobby bipolar, which is what used to be called manic depressive. Yeah. There's a mania. I, I don't know that there's much of a depressive kind of aspect to it, but there's some mania that, that people get into. There's some highs and lows in the hobby. And the fact that it's confusing and there's a place for introverts and extroverts. There's some introverts out there that do pretty well. And there's some extroverts out there that do pretty well. I just think anybody can enjoy it. Are there quiet people that come alive at the card show? Yes, I think that happens too. Whether they're alter ego, uh, maybe that'd be another thing that... that you have a lot of confidence because it, you've got nerd walking right next to great athletes. If you turn the clock back, not necessarily right now, but you've got people that love sports, but some of them loved it from afar. And some of them had some prominence at some point in their life to where they really enjoyed that too. I just feel like we want the best of both worlds or, or however many worlds there are. Just saying there's that tension. It's like bipolar yeah. or something. I'm not yeah. trying to push that. Other than there's a tension, a yin yang in the hobby, and that's part of the charm of it. And like I say, the schizophrenic or the the break from reality, that's what's bad. Or these depressive episodes where you can't get out of bed. I don't think that happens. Most of the people in the hobby, when you go to a big show, you're going to the trade night until three o'clock in the morning. And then your alarm, or maybe you don't even need your alarm. You're up at eight o'clock the next morning or seven o'clock to have breakfast with your buddies and be in line for the show for the VIP early entrance. To try to trade what you picked up last night in trade night. To try Maybe, to yes. something bigger. So fanatics is a good word. What do you think about mainstream content creation? Thankfully, there's YouTube and there's podcasts. You and I can do a podcast with a little to no expense. I see some networks out there trying to pick stuff up. I think Spotify, fantasy football was huge for the NFL. And I could probably see that happening if some of the ESPNs or Fox Sports or SiriusXM picked up on what, what some of the people out there do. Because some of the people are very polished with their content. What do you think about that? Do you think do you see that coming okay. to our hobby or to the mainstream more? Because our, our, our hobby content creation is still below the surface of the mainstream for sure. But your fantasy football stuff, there's a channel on it, SiriusXM, ESPN has devoted a lot of time to that, Yahoo. It's out there. Seems like the leagues, everybody would benefit from it all down the line. If there was a little more push for hobby content, you mean? Yeah, for sure. On, on a mainstream level, not like everybody subscribing to everybody else's YouTube channel or whatnot. One of the things is that there's a the rhythm, you know, to be musical here. The rhythm of the hobby is 
I won't say it's jazz, but basically the calendar is different. You go from show to show, whereas fantasy football or fantasy sports of any kind is driven by the schedule. It's synchronous versus up. asynchronous. Yeah. Yes. So synchronous as, as opposed to asynchronous. And yeah. so the hobby, there's no urgency, but it's what you've enjoyed with your podcast. What I've enjoyed with my podcast is you can be episodic. You don't have to be linear. You can jump around. And that's what I enjoy, but that's not what I guess Joe Rogan can jump around to whatever he wants to do. But if you got a millions of followers, they're just going to you know follow what you want to say. But he's more dealing with timely topics or urgent what what whole bunch of people really care about, and he's going to be a little bit controversial and a little bit funny and all that. So I, I think there's not the urgency there, John. And even fantasy would get higher marks because they would almost look like a podcast about cards is one level removed. In other words, if you had a choice and you're a card collector and you want to buy modern cards, this year's cards, then I I think there'd almost be a sentiment that you'd be better to spend an hour on a podcast talking about prospects from a fantasy standpoint, talking about prospects from a card collecting standpoint, because ultimately there would be some sense that fantasy is what drives the cards, not the other way around. Makes sense to me. I can dream, okay, you, I got a question for you. You said when Rich and I were on some episodes, and maybe because of the John Madden tribute, but you said you guys sounded like Summerall and Mad. I want to know which one is which. It's I obvious. Mean, <laughs> Come on, man. It, he, Rich is your color guy. You know that. He's your color guy. No way. He is Pat Summerall. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I, I don't know of any team that I appreciate more than Pat Summerall and John Madden. Thankfully, I know Summerall lived in Dallas. He lived in Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Being NFC East back then in the 70s and 80s, it was all CBS. And, and boy, what a benchmark those guys set. They set the bar high. I love those guys. Great. Please take that as a compliment. Okay. Another one you asked me about was... Uh, can somebody do bad things off the field and get kicked off my wall? Yeah. And the answer to that is, yeah, except that I don't, I'm trying to think of something that'd be so heinous that I would immediately go to the wall and leave a hole in the wall and take somebody out. So basically what I've been doing is I've got a big order with BGS. So when it comes back, I will redo everything. And so I'm not going to mention the person, somebody that's, not exemplary in their life on the wall for for one that I can say, but What's and, that? what was that? I'm sorry, I talked. OJ Simpson is still yeah, on yeah the for wall, sure. That's the obvious he, one. He he might not be on there forever. I uh, I think what triggered that, and maybe I'm wrong, was Roberto Alomar. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. So. so he's still there, but in the next iteration, he may be gone. So right. it is a factor, and I think it should be a factor. Do I want to tell a story, and I want to have a positive story about anything that's on the wall there because it's mm-hmm. it's my wall. Uh, now, the other thing you asked about is whether or not if a card was autographed, personally autographed, whether it's to Jim or just autographed by the guy, would that be better? And in my case, I think it is. If I have a personally autographed card from somebody, and again, the, the problem becomes it's not apples to apples. If if I had an eight of somebody, a vintage card, and then I had like four with an autograph. If it had a high appeal, the autograph I think is interesting to me. So yeah. I don't think you agree with that. I'm not an autograph guy though. For some reason, the autographs mean little to me. And memorabilia, those are two different categories to me. When I was talking to Jay, it dawned on me that there was a fork in the road and I thought I could either do memorabilia or I could do cars. Mm-hmm. 
And if I do memorabilia, I'm going to need a lot more room. And it was mainly just that. I just don't have room for all these three-dimensional things. And so over the years, and I had some horrible trades where I had memorabilia that was very unique that now would be worth a lot of money that I traded for cards that are pretty pedestrian. Okay. But autographs, another story. If I can get autographs on a two and a half by three and a half, that fits within my storage system. And it can be slabbed nowadays. And so I've got a lot of nice cards that are autographed. But I'm beyond the point of thinking I'm going to continue to get more. It's basically just what I have. I'm not pursuing it as much as when I come across it. If I already have it, then I'll get it slabbed. And a bunch of them are on the wall or or autographed rookie cards or autographed cards of other sort. It means the player touched it. Are there any non-athletes on the wall? And and, and think about what non-athlete means. They, They can be involved with sports. But are there any non-athlete cards on your? I have Marv Albert's rookie card. Okay, yeah, and, I think I know it. and he may not make the grade the next iteration because right. he's not, but he's an iconic broadcaster. But so there's some things like that. I had some friends that they were good athletes, but they weren't Hall of Fame type. But so we'll see. I'm just going to go through it. I'm realizing now I've got to shrink it. So that yeah. my thought that I was going to have 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 on the wall, which I can technically fit next time you're over here, you'll see. But I think it's less could be more. Yeah. Less could be sure. more. It, you know what? I, I like to, I have two display cases. The one you can't see on my right is all my ass stuff, but the one behind me, I like rotating stuff in and out of there. I think I keep saying I got to buy more display cases. It, it's fun to mix it up. It's and it's less, you know, not that yours is intimidating, but it's less, it, it makes more sense for me. It's not intimidating to uh, the modern collector that is looking for the shiny stuff. Because mm-hmm. I don't have very much of that. If somebody's a vintage person, they'll see that it's an eclectic mix of vintage. And I'm trying to mix in, but my my Luka Doncic rookie that's will go in the next one is not a great card. It's one of his worst rookies. Not anything to, to brag about, but I got it out of a pack, so... Mm-hmm. We're, we're, I know we're only on the B's, but is there a Pele on there at all? I don't think so. There will there be. Will I, be. Pele, I, I don't have one of those super expensive ones, but some of my stuff, like the, the Franz Beckenbauer that I yeah. included, I've got a bunch of soccer, but it's buried. And right. some of that stuff, the Pele, there's a nice Pele, I'm sure, that's not his rookie, but something from the 70s, maybe, that's at BGS right now. It's been there for quite a while. Yeah, I like that Venerland. I just did an episode on it. The point I was trying to make is look at you have the best athletes in their sport in the world at the peak. There aren't a lot of sets that can say that other than sportscasters, which I think was really cheesy. I I have a complete set of sportscasters. Really? How many cards is that? Over a thousand? Two thousand three hundred, something like that. The high numbers are just where it's at. The the last few series were way tougher. Underprinted. But they just ran out of steam. They ran out of steam. It's crazy. Uh, I got two different groups. I don't know if I have two sets. I may have two sets. Yeah, I thought there were two sets. No, there's international versions too. Oh, okay. There's a hundred and some series. There's some skip numbering, but anyway, but one group I got from a guy, I had some from back in the day when I was a collector and I just got them. And then at auction, I bought a set, but it was not in numerical order. It was Spy Sport. Mm. And that's, so you got this little packet of golf ones. Right. And again, the, there's easy ones and there's some really hard ones, but slabbing them would be expensive. And yeah. You know, there's a Gretzky rookie. Oh, really? I didn't know. That's on my list to do down the road. But obviously, it's a monster set. And, and Magic, uh, you know, Johnson. And they're almost like pre-rookies. Is he in his Michigan State? Yeah, yeah. I think the only one I didn't ask you about was the, the players and the leagues now at the table. Scott Boris card. Yeah, I've had that for a long time. Yeah. Right. Scott Boris. Is he still as prominent as he was? Because he was the man, obviously. When I'm doing these videos, I'm doing them in a way that I realize. And I need to 
be aware of nobody's ever going to comment about the card. And I'm the only one that cares about the story. I probably ought to take it down and focus more on things that the average person or a serious collector, there's enough for the serious collector. There's cards they would have missed. Any serious collector, there will be cards on there. That's they already what have I was that say. covered. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that people have not seen, or even if they have seen it, they don't realize they've seen it at a card show. It doesn't. Well, they probably haven't seen it. I won't discourage you. I say keep going, but I just, yeah. like I said, I'm still waiting. I've got a whole bunch of cards at, at BGS and I can't twist their arm too much. They're just so backed up and I don't want to pull rank or I don't think yeah. I can anymore anyway. But So what's the longest wait you've had so far? What submission are you waiting for? I mean, we're talking probably uh, I'm a, a year, year out. I'm a year out, yeah. Yeah. You've been getting some. Well, I've gone as long as 16 months. Okay. And when you submitted them, did you submit them all at once or did you submit them on uh, a monthly basis? This last basis? one, I've done some waves. I gave them okay. some February and uh, okay. a year ago, and I haven't gotten any peak Ugh. from that. And then Man. I did some in April and some in May and some in June. Crazy. Yeah. And then I'm loading up some more stuff, but I won't give it to them until I say, just let me know when you get it all done, because otherwise I can't keep track of who's got yeah. it. Some are for resale, but it's unwise not to grade something. Certain things, you just have to grade it or you're just leaving so much money on the table. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the authentication aspect. I've got a 67 mantle and a 66 mantle. They're dupes, but I need to send them in because if ever I want to resell them. You can't, yeah. A mantle, yeah, you any mantle, you, even yeah. if it's two or three, you got to get it. Yeah. Graded. And I have a 54 Robinson I need to send in too, but that's not going anywhere cool. out of the collection. Two tops football. One of the yeah. few places where the high numbers were was Dallas. That's crazy. Oh, really? Was that because they were hoarded or is that where they were released uh-huh. into the wild? Don't I know, don't. Huh? Maybe no, by '72, Dallas was you know, the Cowboys were coming on. I guess you're right, so, and there weren't a lot. There weren't a lot of competition. King down here, yeah. yeah. The Rangers had just come. Hockey, from, basketball, yeah. So the the '72 high numbers, you, you'd find them here, whereas you wouldn't find them a lot of places. People didn't even know they existed. Yeah, somebody else uh, wrote that to me. This, yeah, it's a great series. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. The man-